The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Taramina. Welcome to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Taramina, blogger of Around the OAA. I'm one of the hosts of Between Taraminas and Around um, and Last Three Brain Cells on Oriented with Television. I'd like to welcome those watching on the local voice on SoundCloud and those watching Oriented with Television this week. A lot to talk about this week. Obviously, we had the busiest um, Saturday throughout the state. We've had we had tennis finals. We've had track and field finals. We've had um, baseball, softball districts just got done. Um, now they're in the regionals. Um, soccer um, got their districts. They're heading in the regionals. Um, and there's a lot of OA representation. Um, but... We gotta go. We gotta go. Our main story, one of our main stories, before we talk, recap everything this past week. We got basketball news to talk about, of course. Um, two big hires, as I mentioned about, um, with Stony Creek and Groves. Um, Stony Creek, of course, making it official. Everything that I've um, speculated, you know what I mean, has come true. Jeff Owen, the new head coach at Stony Creek, um, takes over for Steve Norgrove. Um, that was confirmed on the Twitter page, but I had inside information beforehand um, confirming it. I mean, like, um, so when I, of course, Owen used to be at Warren Mott. Um, when you look at, um, of course, Warren Mott's had um, been up and down lately with their basketball program. Um, but, you know, but Owen's had, ver- had a lot of success, of course. Obviously, um, he's coached some really good players, including Kenny Goins, who went to Michigan State. Um you know, I mean, like, and then um, on the other on the other um, hire, of course, Groves went back to their past and hired Mark West to take over their program for Benny White. Uh, Mark West coached at Groves for four years, from 2014 to 2018, with a 44 and 46 record. Um, West also was a teacher in the district. Um, so, so both those hires, you know what I mean? I'm curious to see the one at Stony Creek. I know what I'm going to get from Groves. I mean, like. You know, with Mark West, I mean, like, but the thing with Coach West is he's going to have a very young team um, next season. But, yeah, he's got program strength as well. I think the one, the curious one's going to be at Stony Creek because of the um, coaching change, the transition, you know, going from Norgrove to Oland. I mean, like, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens there. Um, a lot of, when you look at Stony Creek, obviously, we turn Peyton Rumber. You got Trey Walker. Um you know, you got um Tomasco Sincola, Leo Kent. Um, you know, there is a foundation there with Stony Creek. There is a foundation there. You know, they got experience. Um, my question for Stony Creek is, you know, you're gonna be in the blue, you're gonna be one of the favorites most likely in that division next year. So when you really look at it, I mean, Owen does bring coaching experience. He does bring a lot of experience, which does help. But I'm very curious to see how the Warren to the OA connection, you know, it, it's paid dividends. Obviously, you got Nick Ebola, who was at Warren Woods Tower, um, went to Avondale. I mean, like he um, now is at Rochester. Pat Clancy was at Warren Cousineau. Now he's at Avondale. Um, so I'm curious to see how Owen does from coming from Warren Mott to um, Stony Creek and. I am very curious to see. I think what's going to help him, I know he's going to rekindle that rivalry with with Rochester, um, you know, because, you know, back in the days when Warren Mott took on Warren Woods Tower in the Macomb Area Conference. Um, I'm curious to see if Stony Creek plays Avondale. Um, going up against Pat Clancy, of course, these are coaches that um, Owen knows pretty well. Going, I mean, like, being in the same area and Morton, so... I'm curious to see how um, Owen's going to do with the program at Stony Creek. I'm very curious to see how he's going to handle program strength. Very curious to see how his staff's going to be. There's going to be a coaching transition, obviously, um, between the players and the um, and the um, coaching staff. Um, it's going to be a interesting experience. I mean, last season, Stony Creek struggled. They were a pretty young team last year. Um you do have a very good player in Peyton Rumbler, as I mentioned. I mean, Trey Walker really has um has really emerged. Um, he was an all county, he was an all league player last season. Um, so I'm curious to see how 
Owen system's going to look at Stony Creek considering that. I didn't think really they needed like a culture change. Um, you know, but, you know, they're going to be going, you know, they're going to go through a transition period. I mean, so I'm curious to see what the Stony Creek transition is going to look like. And then on the flip side, you got Groves. Obviously, Mark West coming back. Um, you know, he spent three years um, after leaving Groves to be at Henry Ford Community College as assistant. Um, when you look at Mark West, obviously, I know his track record. You know, you can't look at the record. You know what I mean? You can't look at the 44 and 46 record. He's done a really good job with young kids. He's done a very good job with program strength. Um, he he knows how to build quality basketball teams. He's a very good coach. And I think if you're athletic director Tom Flynn, you got yourself a good one here. Um, I mean, I know Mark West very well. I mean, he's going to do a very good job over there. Um, now, when you look at Groves on a team standard, I mean, their JV team was very good last year. Um you got some players like Ben Costello. You got, you know, they got some others as well. Um, I think they're going to be very good. You do return a very good player in Elijah Elder. Um, so that's something to really look at for Groves. So, yeah, you lose your two best players from last year, and um, Nick Lertz and Aaron DeBose. That's going to be really tough. And also you lose Quentin Steele. That's going to be tough to replace. But I think, you know, I'm curious to see how West does with this program. Um, what has Wes learned from being as being assistant college and bringing it back down the high school level? So I'm very curious to see how um how that transition is going to work. Um, how um you know I'm curious to see how that's going to you know from his first stop in Groves. You know what I mean? Like um you know compared to this time around. So I'm very curious to see what Coach Mark West does with Groves. Um. You know, when I, my thoughts on both hires, I mean, like, I'm telling you, I really love the Mark West hire at Groves. I mean, like, West does bring stability. He's in the building. Um, he, uh, and I know he's wanting to get back in the game. Um, I really like the hire from, um, from Groves' side. Stony Creek, you know, I'm curious to see how the coaching transition is going to go, um, how Owen's going to adjust to life in the OAA. The MAC and the OA are two different leagues, obviously. Um, so I'm curious to see how that process is going to be um, for him to adjust to playing with life in the MAC compared to playing life in the OA. Um, now, when you look at the division for Stony Creek, you know you're going to get some really good coaches. I mean, Joe Sermo, Steve Laidlaw, Dave Scott. Um, you got Nick Ebola. I mean, like. Um, and then, of course, you have, um, and then you got Aaron Smith. You got, I mean, Roy Oak, Roy Oak moving up to the division. Um, you also got um, Mike DeGeter at Seaholm. Um, so there's going to be a lot of great competition for Ebola going up against, oh, sorry, for, um, for um, Owen to go up against some really good quality coaches um, in, the, um, in the blue division. I'm very curious to see how, he matches up against those um against those great coaches um in the OAA um very curious, especially in the blue division um for Mark West obviously you know you're going up against Gary Fralick going going up against Jose Andradas you're going up against um you know you're I mean Blue Hills is still looking for for their for their new coach I'm curious to see who they're gonna go with um Aaron Jordan um Derek McDonald um um or um I mean, like, I'm curious to see how, um, very curious to see how um, Groves goes up again, uh, Mark West goes up against them. Um, he knows a lot of the coaches there, so I'm very curious to see what happens. Um, you know, so we'll see what happens. I mean, those are my takes on um, the hires of Stony Creek and of Groves. Um, I, I'm curious to see how Stony Creek's going to do with the coaching transition. With Groves, I really like the hire. I mean... So we'll see what happens on both sides of the aisle. So we will see. Um, let's go to now. Let's recap track and field a little bit here. That's going to be the first thing we're going to do. We're going to go from track and field, tennis, baseball, softball. Um, when you look at track and field, I mean, like, obviously on the Division One side, because we're going to cover a lot of Division One. I. I know, um, you know, I know 
there were several teams. Pontiac, Ferndale were both in Division Two. Um, so I'm curious to see how. Um, you know, I looked at the standings, and I don't know if, if I'm going to look at them again, make sure that if I get them right. But we're going to focus a lot on Division One. Um, when you look at the OAA, I mean, in the boys' side, you know, um, it was well represented. You had two teams in the top five. Um, UD Jesuit won it um, with 41 points. Farmington was second with 31. Um, Jake Selicki won the discus. That was huge for them, getting the 10 points there. Um, Adams, of course, their vaunted hurdle program. They took fists with, with, um, with um, they, they were fists with, uh, with 24 points. Um, of course, um, and then when you look at the other top 10, I mean, when you look at the top 20, Lake Orion was 20th with 13 points. Um, Olympia Hills was 37th with five points. North Farmington was also tied with five points. Royal Oak with four points, um, tied 42nd. Um, and um, that's basically all the, oh, actually West Olympia had one point as well. So that was all the only representation. Um, at the state meet. So when you really look at it here for track season, it was a really good year for track. I mean, Adams and Lake Orion had some great classic battles in the red division. Farmington had some great battles in the white division. Um, you know, and then obviously you look at them, um, you know, I mean, like, so um, North Farmington, they were a good surprise. I mean, like, so when you really look at it, it was a great year for track and field. Um, this upcoming, this season, it was a really good year. I mean, you know, so I was very, I'm very curious to see what happens next year. I know, um, I know this was Coach Sanford's last meet at Lake Orion. Um, to be leaving after 40 years and coaching Dragons. Um, really, um, you know, really, really sad. You know what I mean? But, um, I'm just, you know, but he's had a great career. I mean, led the Dragons to a state title in 2012. Um, so I'm very curious to see who takes over that program. I'm very, very curious to see who takes over the boys' program, the girls' program. Um, very curious, but he's done a really good job representing Lake Ori in track and field. Um, and I know, and, I, and I'm very, I was very proud to compete with him. You know what I mean? Very proud to, um, to play for him. You know, really, really proud of that. You know, and a lot of other Dragon alums who have competed for Coach Ford. Um. So, um, wishing the best of luck in retirement. I mean, rest, I really do wish him very well. Um, on the girls' side, um, you got Detroit Renaissance, who won it with 80 points, ending um, Oak Park's six-year reign of state champions. Um, Oak Park was second with 60 points. Um, and then you look at in the OA, the rest of the OA, of course, um, Bloomfield Hills was tied for, um, was 14th with, um, 11 points. Um, then you look at, and then you look at obviously, um, Oxford, they were tied for 16th with nine points. Um, Berkeley was 22nd with seven points. Um, Groves was tied for 36 with four points. Um, and then Adams was tied for 48th with two points. West Bloop and Royal Oak were tied, also tied for 48th with two points. Um, so, in all reality, I mean, it was it was a nice day on the girls' side, too. I mean, when you look at the scoring, um, obviously, um, you know, it was a good showing. But Oak Park, obviously, I, I knew depth would be an issue in that meet. Um, I think when you look at the depth issue, I mean... That proved to be a difference. I mean, when you really look at Oak Park, I mean, obviously, when you look at the Knights, I mean, like, um, I mean, like, I just knew they weren't going to have a lot of depth in that meet. They just weren't. And, you know, and, and, unfortunately, and unfortunately for them, it got to them. I mean, Detroit Renaissance used their sprints. Um, I know they have a very good sprinter who's going to Georgia next year. Um, she had a big day for Detroit Renaissance. Um, so overall, I mean, Oak Park, they did everything they could, you know, but this Detroit Renaissance is too much depth, um, especially in the sprints, um, and it proved dividends in there and it proved dividends. I mean, it really, really did. Um, so I got to give props to 
Detroit Renaissance for winning it. Um, they performed really well. They performed expectations. Um, I think at the end of the day here, I mean, like, you know, you know, I mean, like, we'll see what happens hanging in next year. I mean, Oak Park's still going to be a player again next year. Watch for Oxford. I think they're going to be very good again next year. Um, I think, you know, so Berkeley could be a player. Royal Oak could be a player. I mean, like, we'll see what happens next year. I mean, you know, I mean, we will see what happens next year. Um, let's go now from track and field. Let's recap on tennis, obviously. Tennis was really tight. Um, you know, you really look at, um, you know, in the state finals, we had Division One and Division Two. Division One took place at Kalamazoo at Western Michigan University. Um, Division Two was at Hope College. Um, of course, um, Bloomfield Hills, they were second with 32 points. They had a one-point loss to um, Ann Arbor Pioneer, who took first with 33 points. Bloomfield Hills had 10 state finalists and eight state champions. Um, that tells you a lot in that meet, how tight that meet was with the Ann Arbor Pioneer. Um, when you look at the OAA, based on representation, um, Troy was third with 22 points. Clarkson was seventh with 12 points. Stony Creek was tied for eighth with 10 points. Adams was tied for 15th with four points. Troy Athens and Lake Orion were tied for 19th with three points. And Farmington was tied with 22nd with one point. Um, so when you, that's really what you look at. I mean, like, um, you know, when you look at the OA in Division One, In Division Two, um, Groves, um, Seaholm was second with 30 points, losing to um, Grand Rapids Forest Hills Northern, who took the meet with 34 points. Um, Groves was tied for fourth with 17 points, and Berkeley was tied for 12th with six points. So when you really look at the representation of tennis, um, it was a nice year. I mean, Bloomfield Hills, I kind of expected where they would be at. Obviously, last year, defending the state championship, um, you know, Troy, you know, had a nice tournament. They had, they had a nice year. Um, Clarkston was Clarkston. Um, I think, you know, Troy Athens and Lake Orion were both, you know, really good. Um, really good, obviously. Um, you know, and then um, Farmington, you know, having, you know, they were, they were tied for 22nd one point. So, and overall, I thought it was a good day for the OA and tennis. And then on the flip side in Division Two. See home, of course, scoring thirty points. Um, Groves, of course, was in the um, was in the top five. Obviously, fourth with twelve, and then Berkeley, you know, was tied for twelfth with six points. I mean, like that says a lot of the depth of the league, how it is in tennis. Um, so basically, that is where um, that's where the OA stands um, going forward. There, um, boys lacrosse. Um, it was going to be tough for both Lake Orion and Clarkston um, in their quarterfinal matches. Um, of course, Lake Orion running in the Birmingham Brother Rice in the first in the um, quarterfinals on Saturday afternoon. Um, it was going to be really difficult. It was seventeen to seven um, in favor of the Warriors. Clarkston, of course, I was really surprised there with them. I think that score was ten to four in favor of Granville, um, knocking off the Wolves. So when I look at that game, um, both games, obviously, Birmingham Brother Rice started off. Um, Lake Orion actually had a 2-0 lead, and then Birmingham Brother Rice went and scored, I think, 13 unanswered. Um, you know, so it was going to be tough for the Dragons and Coach Ron Herbert um, in their game with Birmingham Brother Rice, obviously one of the top-ranked teams in the state. Um, and then with Clarkson, I was surprised against Granville. I thought they would have a, ch I thought they would have a chance. I mean... Granville had opportunities. I mean, like, Clarkson had opportunities, but Granville's defense played really good that game. Shut down Clarkson's scores. Um, you know, I mean, like, you know, and you got to give props to him. You got to give props to um, to Granville. I mean, like, I mean, they're one of the top teams in the state for a reason. I mean, like, so really in all end of the day here, I mean, you got to give props to Granville, um, what they've done. So. You know, so the OA does not have any um, boys across teams left. Um, I know the um, the um, last week of the season is this week for them. Their state finals is Saturday. Um, so I'm curious to see how that will go now that there's no um, – 
voice across for the OA um, anymore this for this season. Um, on the flip side, you got girls across. Um, you got Birmingham. You got Bloomberg Hills, um, who knocked off Birmingham 18-14. Um, then had no problem with Growth Point South 16-5 um, in the regional finals. Now they get to take on Brighton in a very interesting state semifinal matchup where they are virtually going to be on the road. I mean, it's, it's a virtual road game for Bloomfield Hills um, going to Brighton to take on the Bulldogs. It's it's what it, it's a, I mean, it was the same situation for them last year. I mean, where Bloomfield Hills had to go on the road um, and win that game um, at Brighton. Um, and, they ended up finding a way and win that game. I mean, bottom line is you got to give Blue, you got to give Blue Bay Hills a lot of credit. Now, you know what I mean. They got either, you know, I think they got a good chance to get there. They're either going to take on the winner of, if they can get there, they're going to take on the winner of Heartland or Grand Rapids Forest Hills Northern. Now, Forest Hills Northern is very good. Um, Heartland is another very good team as well. I mean, Heartland's another lacrosse program who's always been a perennial power but grand rapids forest hills northern they're the real deal i mean you look at the west side of the state and girls lacrosse and it's pretty good i mean there's a lot of dominant teams there um and usually on the east side you usually think you're going to come down to um <coughs> birmingham united or bloomfield hills that usually wins it so when you really look at it i, I think at the end of the day here um it's going to be you know, at the end of the day here, it's going to be really, um, you know, I think I think Grand Rapids Forest Hills Northern's got a good chance to win this thing. Um, I think Bloomfield Hills will get the state final, but I just think at the end of the day here, I don't know if Bloomfield Hills has enough to knock off Grand Rapids Forest Hills Northern. I just don't know. So we'll see what what happens there um, in that in that matchup um, when the, when those two teams play. Um, let's go to girls soccer. I mean, like, obviously, um, there is really, you know, we've had some really crazy districts, um, to recap, obviously, when you look at, um, when you look at, um, I think the one district that probably was the most craziest to me was the one at Romeo. Um, obviously with, you know, you had four state ranked teams in that district. You had the kiss of death there. Um, Rochester basically finding a way to win that district. Um, you know, they had to knock off Stony Creek 2-1 on penalties. Um, you know, for, for Rochester to knock off three state-ranked teams, um, in that district, that says a lot to what they've done. I mean, like, obviously, you know, you look at the majority of Rochester's girls, I mean, like, um, I know a lot, I know the majority, I know some of them do play girls basketball. I mean, I know Alice Max, their starting goalie. Um, they got Ava Williams, is a very good player. You got, you got, um, I mean, like, there's a lot of, lot of pieces on that team that are really good on that Rochester team. And they're undefeated for a reason. I mean, they haven't, they were, they won the red this year. They've, you know, they, they, they're battle tested. I mean, like, and you look at that regional they're going to be in, that's going to be another kiss at that regional. What's going to help Rochester is they only have to travel maybe less than a mile to Rochester Adams. You know what I mean? So, so for Rochester, you know, it's a, almost a de facto home game. You're playing in your city. Um, you know, all you just got to do is take the um, little, take the short trip off of um, Livernois to, um, no, sorry, off the, uh, Walton Boulevard to um, Adams Road, and you're only right at Rochester Adams. So, you know, really interesting you know, how it works out for how that um regional looks for Rochester. I mean, now when you look at that district, obviously at Romeo, I mean, like you got, you have three state ranked teams. There. You got Adams, you have Stony Creek and you have Romeo. I mean, then you have Utica Ford who won the Mac white this year. I mean, so it was going to be difficult for Rochester. And I said, Rochester was going to be an upset alert. And you know, and that's what happened. Rochester had to survive Romeo in double overtime. And then they had to knock off, um, then he knocked off Adams. Um, and then they knocked off Stony Creek and penalties. I mean, like that says a lot about Rochester's resolve. It really does. Um, and it's a big message sender, you know, to say, Hey, we're here, you know, we're, 
we're going to be here. I mean, we're going to compete with you. We're going to beat you. You know what I mean? And we're the city, we're the, we're the, um, we're the soccer town of Rochester right now. And that's what Rochester is right now. Um, now when you look at, and then you look at other districts, obviously the Troy district, of course, where Troy Athens ended up beating both Seaholm and Troy by very tight scores, both one nothing games. Um, so when you look at Troy Athens, I mean, obviously, and then when you look at that region, we're going to preview that in a little bit, um, where, um, where the two teams on top, we have Rochester, New Baltimore, and Bay. They both be Troy Athens during the season. So we're going to break that down. Um, but Troy Athens, they're starting to peak at the right time. They still got to get a little bit more offense. So I think defensively, I think they're solid. Um, so when I really look at Athens, um, I just think that with them, um, they're going to be fine. I'm not pressing the panic button on Athens. I think they're playing just enough. Um, they're battle tested right now. I think they're competing at a very high level right now. So that's something to really keep an eye on going forward there. Um, and then you look at, I mean, like, and then you look at, you know, recapping the um, Farmington Hills Mercy District. Of course, it was going to be tough for Farmington Hills Mer for Farmington and North Farmington. Um, Farmington Hills Mercy has been rolling right now. Um, you know, they're playing really good soccer right now. Um, so I'm curious to see what happens there. Um, and then you look at what happened to Abendale, of course, falling to Linden 8-0 in the in the um, district semifinals um, over at um, Fenton. Um, so, and then Ferndale, of course, lost 10-0 to Madison Heights Lampier. Um, and then we look at the, um, and then we look at the West Bloomfield district, of course, that was where Bloomfield Hills was. Um, really impressed with Bloomfield Hills winning their first district title since 2019, um, knocked off Wald Lake Northern 2-0. Of course, they played with only 10 girls. Um, that went to um, penalty kicks. Um, no, sorry, that went, Bluebells played with 10 girls. Um, one of their girls got red carded, um, so they were forced to play with 10 girls. Um, very, you know, Bloomfield Hills really had no issue with Water Vermont in the district semifinals before knocking off Wald Lake Northern. Um, you know, so... Really curious to see what happens there. And then you have the region, the district at, at Lake Orion. Um, of course, Lake Orion um, won that district, um, knocked off Flushing. Um, but Oxford's run was really incredible. I mean, knocked off Clarkson in double overtime, 4-3. Um, then they had, then they beat Davison 4-1. Um, they were scoring at a high range until they met Lake Orion. I mean, like Lake Orion defensively, Played really well in that game. They were just, you know, they, you know, they kept, they played a defense style type of game. So like what Dallas Stars does, um, you know, just dump the ball, use their speed, you know what I mean? And take advantage. Um, they got a goal during the game uh, and they held on, found a way to win that game. One, found a way to win that game. Um, one nil. And, and here they are second straight district title for the dragons. Um, you know, winning on their home field. Um, so now when you look at soccer, um, you got, you got, there's two regions that the OA are heavily involved in. Um, one's at Novi and the other one's at Adams. Um, let's go to region two first. Of course, you have Lake Orion taking on Bloomfield Hills. Um, and then you have Farm Tales Mercy taking on Heartland. This is a, Lake Orion Bloomfield Hills is a rematch of a 4-0 game won by Bloomfield Hills um, at the last, League, league game of the year for both teams. Um, Bloomfield Hills was really dominant in that game against Lake Orion. Um, you know, on the road for Bloomfield Hills, they won that game there. Um, I was talking to my inside source, and this is going to be a tough game for Lake Orion. I think, I think it's going to be a really tough game for them. They've got to get offense, you know what I mean? If they can play that defense structure system like they, that they've done in the past, I think they're going to be fine. Um, you know, but Bloomfield Hills, they do have some scoring. They're physical, obviously, when you look at the, when you look at, obviously, with the red card against Wild Lake Northern, um, you know, so you know they're going to be physical. Um, so I think it's going to be a really interesting game. I mean, but it's always hard to be a team twice, obviously. Um, in sports, it's always hard to be a team two times. It's always hard to be a team three times. Um, I think Lake Orion does have postseason experience that does help big time. 
regional experience. Of course, they were in the regional final last year. Um, so I'm curious to see how Blue Bay Hills adjusts in this match. I'm really, really curious to see what happens there. Um, and then on the flip side, I got Farm Tales Mercy taking on Heartland. Um, Heartland's got a lot of size. Farm Tales Mercy, we know. Cat League power. Um, very curious to see what happens in that match. Heartland's, of course, defending Division One State Champions. Um, we know they got they got size, they got height, um, they got skill, obviously. Um, so I'm curious to see. And now you're moving them from a grass field to a turf stadium. Um, so I'm be very curious to see how Heartland adjusts to life on um, turf. They have played games on turf, but I know they mostly play their games on grass. Um, and then you look at, obviously, Farm Tales Mercy. I'm not sure if they play their games on turf or grass. I think they play their games on grass. Um, Boombay Hills and Lake Orion, I know, play their games on turf. So, very curious to see what happens there in that one. I still like Heartland to win this district because of their height, their size. Um, <clears throat> I think Lake Orion does get this one. Um, even though it's a tough match against Boombay Hills, um, and I know Lake Orion, if they do play on Thursday, um, it is their graduation. So, very similar situation to last year. It could be if Lake Orion gets the regional final. Um, you know, where they, you know, I'm not sure if they moved the game early, earlier or not because of Lake Orion's graduation. I'm not real sure if that's pending if they get there. So, very curious to see what happens there in that matchup there if those teams were to play. But I think Lake Orion is just enough, I think, to get by um, Blue Bay Hills. But it'll be a really close game. But if Blue Bay Hills did like they did at Lake Orion, um, don't be surprised if Blue Bay Hills wins that game and goes to the um, regional final. So very curious to see what happens there going forward. Um, I still think Heartland's going to win it, though. I, I just still think Heartland's going to win it. Um, region 4, Adams, you got Rochester taking on New Baltimore, Anchor Bay. Then you have Athens versus Frazier. Um, when I look at Rochester, you know, they're undefeated for a reason, and they're legit. They are very good. New Baltimore Anchor Bay is a very good team. They knocked off Troy Athens during the year, but so did Rochester. So when you really look at this matchup, this could be the best game, the best state's regional semifinal game on the schedule. I think it could be one of the best ones because Rochester's playing with a lot of confidence right now. New Baltimore and Bay playing with a lot of confidence right now. Both teams have athletes. I'm curious to see how Rochester does in this game because I'm not sure if New Baltimore and Bay has been tested enough in the MAC. Yes, there's Romeo in that division. Yes, they've you know, they played teams like Macomb, Dakota. They played teams like Chippewa Valley. I mean, but I'm curious to see how New Baltimore Anchor Bay does in this game. Rochester has virtually played nearly the kiss of death this year. They have basically played everyone and have found ways to either win or tie. So I'm curious to see how this matchup's going to be. It's a virtual home game for Rochester. They could bring, I mean, the Soldiers of Fortune, that's their student section, can bring nearly everybody. Because it's only like about less than a mile from Rochester to Adams. So I'm curious to see how Rochester does in this game against New Baltimore and Bay. You know they're going to have the crowd advantage. They're going to have home field, obviously, being at Adams. But Athens has played at Adams, too. They play Frazier. Um, so we'll break that matchup down shortly here. But... I think this is going to be a great game. I Don't be surprised that game goes penalties. Don't be surprised. Um, Athens and Frazier, I just think for Athens, you know, I think they're starting to peak at the right time. Frazier, Frazier's had a good run here. I mean, they've had a really good run here. I just don't think they're going to beat Troy Athens. I'd be shocked if they did, though, but I just don't think, I don't see it happening. Um, so I'm looking at Right now, I would have to give a slight edge New Baltimore Anchor Bay because of experience. But don't be surprised if Rochester wins. I think Rochester's got a great chance. But when I look at the rematch here, whoever wins, I think Troy Athens finds a way. Postseason experience. That's what matters. So we'll see what happens in the regional. 
We will see. Let's go to baseball. Um, baseball is kind of like a real crazy. Baseball's been really nuts. I mean, like, obviously, when you look at, um, you know, when you look at, there is three, there's four 08 teams remain and two of them play each other. Um, you know, Adams, of course, winning the Rochester district, um, by outscoring both teams, but both, um, you, Romeo and Utica Eisenhower by combined 11 to um, three in their district. Um, Utica Eisenhower beat Stony Creek in the district semifinals. Adams knocked off Romeo with the convincing five nothing win. Um, Romeo did knock off Rochester five 0 as well. Um, Lake Orion, of course, um, won their district by beating um, both um, Water Vermont and Oxford by a combined twenty seven to four, including a sixteen three shocker against Oxford. Now Oxford, to their defense, had to use basically their best lineup against Clarkston, where. They ended up winning on a walk-off 7-6 just to get to that game. So, in Lake Orion, it ended up taking on Water Vermont, which was the um, which was the much easier matchup for them. I mean, like, winning 11-1. Now, Clarkson, of course, knocked off um, Water for Kettering 9-4 to get to that game against Oxford. And it was a tight game. It was a really tight game. So... Lake Orion winning that district, you know, that's a huge statement. But I'm curious to see that Adams game. Lake Orion-Adams rematch. Um, Adams took 2-3 or three from Lake Orion, um, winning 2 nothing in the final game for the red title at Lake Orion. Um, curious to see how the Dragons respond. Game's at Rochester. So, and it does give, it does favor Adams, but the Dragons have played at Rochester before as well. So, you know, kind of like the home field is kind of like a wash. So, we'll see how that goes. We will see how that one goes. I mean, that's, that should be a really good game. Um, that winner, though, is going to take on Orchard Lake St. Mary's most likely. Um, and they ran Ranshot in their district at West Bloomfield. Um, I was surprised how they blew out West Bloomfield. Um, really surprised. Um, and no problem with, Av- with Avondale. Um, of, course, Bloom- of course, Avondale beat Bloomfield Hills to get to that matchup. But... In all reality, you know, Orchard Lake, St. Mary's, we know they're a very good team. Um, so, it is what is. Um, the district that Birmingham Brother Rice, of course, saw um, Farmington. Um, but Birmingham Brother Rice beat North Farmington. Um, then they knocked off Seaholm. Um, oh, they knocked off Farmington to get to the, um, you know, so Birmingham Brother Rice moved on to their um, district match, uh, regional. I'm taking on by Detroit Catholic Central. Um, um, when you look at the, um, and then of course there's Groves. I mean, Groves ended up winning their district by, um, (coughs) by, um, beating Royal Oak. I mean, like, um, you know, they, Royal Oak actually pulled off some big upsets. They upset Berkeley. They upset Troy Athens. I didn't see that one coming. Um, they outscored both and then they took on Groves. I mean, like, where Groves outscored both Warren Mott and Groves by a combined twenty-three to two, um, and then you have they're taking on UD Jesuit despite their record. Um, they have been rolling. I mean, their district where they won um, both their games. I mean, they won their games pretty convincingly over Detroit Renaissance and um, Ferndale. They shut out Ferndale twelve nothing. I mean. I mean, it was at their home field um, because their district was at host sites, um, which I was really surprised. You know, when you look at the MHA website, it said District 19 was at host needed, host needed. I mean, like, so just really surprised that nobody stepped up to play the games. You know, just really surprised that. Um, But they're going to be playing at Troy Athens. Um. You know, Groves taking on UD Jesuit. I think Groves got a shot in this game. I do. I mean, I think, you know, um, I think can score runs against UD Jesuit. I know UD Jesuit's a very good team. Um, but I think I think they got a shot. They they got a great shot at this thing. So we'll see what happens. I mean, that winner's gonna take on either Warren DSL or Gross Point North. Um, another difficult matchup. Um, so we'll see what happens there. And then you have Harper Woods taking on Gross Eel. Question is, is Harper Woods for real or not? Because 
you can't really judge Harper Woods by their district. I mean, like they won their district by a combined thirty-seven nothing, including twenty-two nothing over Detroit East English Village Prep, and fifteen to nothing over Harper Woods Chandler Park Academy. Um, then you look at Grove Hill. Of course, they knocked off. Um, they knocked off Trenton five-one. They had a really tight one-nothing game as well in that in there as well. So, Grove Hill's been battle tested. I mean, I think Gross Hill is going to pose problems for Harper Woods. So, but can but can Harper Woods use the OA experience to help them? Can they do that? That's the big question. That's the big question to watch for. Is can Harper Woods prove was it either a weak district or was it playing in the OA helped Harper Woods? This is where the test comes. So I'm curious to see where Harper Woods stands. In this game against Gross Hill. You know, if they get blown out by Gross Hill, you know what I mean? Then it proves the district wasn't as great for them. So, but if they send a message, pull out the up, pull off the big, pull off the upside against Gross Hill, then you get to play either Jackson, Luther, or Northwestern Mineland next round. So, very curious to see where this goes with Harper Woods. Are they for real or not? That's the big question. We'll find out. We'll find that out coming up. We will find it out. Um, let's go now from baseball to softball. Um, obviously we got, um, really crazy districts this weekend. Um, Berkeley won their district. Um, you know, they got a region at Farm Tales Mercy, which features three teams that won their districts by shutouts. Um, so, and then you look at another region up at Oxford, you got the red, the white, you got the red champion there, the white champion, and then you have the two second place teams, respectively, in their conferences there. And then, and then you have Harper Woods. You know, what I mean, you have Harper Woods in there, um, in the regional over at Hazel Park. I mean, like where three of the teams, you know, what I mean, played in district finals, and that was it. So let's break these districts down. We're gonna go with the we're gonna go with fourteen first, um, region fourteen. Harper Woods won their district over um, Harper Woods Chandler Park Academy by a combined eighteen to three. Um, um, eight, they won eighteen to three over Harper Woods Chandler Park Academy at Harper Woods Chandler Park Academy. Like I said, with their baseball team, is Harper Woods for real or not? That's the big question. You're taking on, I mean, like I don't know how to judge Harper Woods. I can't judge him right now because, you know, I don't know if Chandler Park Canyon was not very good or the fact they would play one game in the districts. But they have a district title. Now you get to go to Hazel Park for a regional crown going against Centerline. Centerline's a really good team. The Panthers, they're very good. I mean, they're the only team in that regional who played two games. Despite they played East Point and they played Hazel Park, outscored Bolton by a combined thirty to four. So I'm curious to see this matchup with Harper Woods. Very curious to see how that goes. Um, and then the other matchup you have Detroit Caesar Chavez Academy taking on um Detroit Mumford. You know, you look at both teams playing this district finals. I mean, Caesar Chavez Academy won twenty one three over Detroit Martin Luther King. Um, Mumford had to survive Detroit Lincoln Academy, 15-11. So when you really look at this matchup here, you know, I think if Harper Woods has a good chance to win this district, if they can get by Centerline. Centerline's a really good team. They're, I think they're one of the top teams in Division two. I know that. But they've been very dominant. I, the Panthers have been really dominant. So for me with Harper Woods, is this team for real or not? If they can go in there and get Centerline a heck of a game or even beat Centerline, then Harper Woods has me believing. But right now, I can't judge. I can't trust Harper Woods. I can't trust him. I mean, if the OA schedule helps him, you know, that's a huge deal. That's a big deal. But the big question here is just playing that one game against Harper Woods Chandler Park Academy, um, was, it, was it the fact that Chandler Park Canyon was not that good? Or was it the fact that 
Or was it the fact that, of course, the OA schedule Harper Woods has played has helped him out? I think it's a little bit of both. So we're going to see if Harper Woods is for real or not in this regional. Because they lay an egg in that regional against center line. You know, that proves to me something there. It really does. So we'll see with Harper Woods. We shall see with the Pioneers. But I want, I mean, to see if, they, if that win was for real or not. You know, I'm curious to see how Harper Woods does. I mean, considering that three of the four teams in that regional at Hazel Park just had district finals and that's it. Centerline was the only one that played two games. They only played two games. So we'll see if Harper Woods is for real or not. Uh, let's go to region number um, six is at Farm Tills Mercy. Um, Berkeley taking on St. Clair Shores Lakeview. Um, Farm Tills Mercy taking on Gross Point North. Um, Farm Tills Mercy won their district, um, which included um, games against Farmington and Seaholm. They won it by a combined 25 nothing. So I was really surprised how Farm Tills Mercy dominated um, Farmington, especially. I know their pitching's very good. I get that. They got a very good pitcher. But I, I know they're off. Their hitting was been a little bit off. But, you know, you got to get credit to where credit's due. The Marlins, they're, they're real. They're for real. Um, You know, and then you look at Growth Point North, who won their district by a combined 34-0 over Detroit Weston and Detroit Cast Tech. Um... And then you look at St. Clair Shores Lakeview, who won their district, or Warren Cousin or Warren Mott by a combined 31 nothing. So really, what this is telling me is, between those three teams, those three district winners, is they haven't really been tested. So I'm curious to see how these three teams adjust in the regional. Now, when you look at Berkeley, they took on Royal Oak and Ferndale and outscored both of them by a combined 26-5. Now, Berkeley's the only team that's given up runs in this game, in this regional. Now, when you look at the regional, how that occurred, obviously, I mean, the upset, for, I mean, like, I was shocked Ferndale, what they did to Detroit Renaissance. I was shocked that what Ferndale did to them, they, they won 10 nothing on them. I mean, they beat the Phoenix. I was thinking maybe it was going to be a Berkeley-Detroit Renaissance part three. I was thinking that. But Ferndale, you know what I mean? They went and beat Detroit Renaissance. So really surprised there. You know what I mean? I was I was totally expecting a Berkeley versus Detroit Renaissance part three, considering what's happened to what happened was was happening in volleyball. Berkeley beat them there. Girls basketball, Berkeley pulled off the shocker there against Detroit Renaissance. So I was totally expect thinking it was gonna happen in softball. Ferndale had other ideas. And they beat Detroit Renaissance. Berkeley had a knockoff of a very good Royal Oak team. And then they knocked off a very good Ferndale team. So for Berkeley, you know, you know, winning the re winning the um district, you know, I wasn't surprised that they did. But I'm curious to see how they do in this regional. Because I'm curious to see that game against St. Clair Shores Lakeview. Because I think Berkeley's got a chance in that game. Because I think they can score runs against them. St. Clair Shores Lakeview has not been tested yet. You know, I know the Huskies are a very good team. But I, I don't trust the Huskies in this matchup because they haven't been tested. You know, and for St. Clair Shores Lakeview, they got to travel. They have to travel. I mean, from here to Farmington, from St. Clair Shores to Farmington Hills, that's not an easy trip. Um... And especially for Girls Point North, who's got to take on Farmtails Mercy, who's the host school. So I'm curious to see how Girls Point North and Farmtails Mercy matches up. Really curious to see how that goes. Um, I think that game's going to be Farmtails Mercy, I think, is going to take down Girls Point North um, because of the pitching matchup. I think Berkeley can pull out the win against St. Clair Shores Lakeview. And I think both those teams are going to meet in the. Um, in the um, regional final, but I just think at the end of the day here, I just, I don't think I can see, um, I just don't see Berkeley winning it because home field, pitching, um, I just think Berkeley 
You know, I just think Farmfield's Mercy, the Marlins, they got way too much. It's going to be way too much for um for um Berkeley in this regional final. I mean, like, but I think Berkeley's got a good chance, but we'll see. We will see, but I just don't know if they have enough firepower to knock out the Marlins. So that's something to really, really watch for going forward in that regional over at Farmfield's Mercy. And then the last regional is taking place at Oxford. You got... You got um, North Farmington versus Wall Lake Northern and Adams versus Lake Orion. Um, North Farmington won their district by knocking off West Bloomfield and Bloomfield Hills by a combined 21-6. to um, So I'm curious to see how the Raiders do in this regional, considering they're going to be ones having to travel up north to Oxford. Um, also, Wall Lake Northern also got to make the long trip up there too. Um, Adams and Lake Orion are not far trips, you know what I mean? You know, I mean, like, for both those teams. Um, Adams, of course, won their district by knocking off. Um, they knocked off Avondale 10-0, and then they knocked off Stony Creek 5-3. Um, so, Adams, we know they've won the white this year. I mean, I know Franz Wojcic very well. Um, so, I'm very curious to see what happens there um, with Adams. Lake, I mean, like, um, Wild Lake Northern, um, I think the um, Knights, you know, Yes, you got Salt Lion in your division, uh, in your league. Um, I mean, they but but they were second in the um, in the Lakes Valley behind Salt Lion. Of course, Salt Lion we know is a perennial power in softball. Um, last year they won the state title. Um, but um, they're they've been battle tested as well. I mean, they they don't necessarily score runs, but they do defend very well. I mean, they outscored um, you know. Milford and Lakeland by a combined seven to two. So, you know, defensively they're solid. And then there's Lake Orion. I mean, Lake Orion, of course, you know, they outscored both Waterford Kettering and Clarkson by a combined 30 to 10. Um, the 11 to five win against Clarkson in the district final, that says a lot right there because Clarkson, we know, is a really good team. The Wolves have. Playmakers. They have the younger Katie on that team. You have Tommy on that team. Um, the fact that they put up 11 runs against Clarkston really says something right there. It really does. I mean, now, albeit, you know, this is not like the typical Clarkston teams of the past, but it's still Clarkston. And that says a lot. Now, Clarkston had to survive Oxford 10 to 9 in a crazy game. I mean, so you don't know how much that took out of Clarkston in their game with Lake Orion. Lake Orion had absolutely no problem water for Kettering winning 19 to five. Um, that says a lot right there. Um, and then beating Clarkson, I think, you know, that is a big deal. I think home field did matter as well in that district for Lake Orion. Um, you know, finding ways to win on it. I mean, like, um, you know, and then going against a team like Clarkson who knows, even a 6 nothing lead is not safe against Clarkston. And they found a way and won that district. So when you look at the regional coming up, you know, at Oxford, um, you got North Farm taking on Wall Lake Northern and Adams versus Lake Orion. I mentioned it earlier. So when I look at this match, I'm going to talk North Farmington, Wall Lake Northern first. I know that's the later game. But I think that could be a very tight game. I really do. I mean, I talked to some of my sources. Um, some are saying, well, Wild Lake Northern's going to win over North Farmington. I, I think it's going to be tight. I really do. I mean, because I look at North Farmington, they're going to be the team that if North Farmington plays with nothing to lose in that game, because all the pressure is going to be on Wild Lake Northern because Wild Lake Northern, they're the team that's supposed to beat you, you know, but North Farmington can say, Hey, Let's play with nothing to lose, everything to gain. Let's see what we get. Let's see what we got. You know what I mean? We can come in and beat this team. I mean, Wall Lake Northern had to survive Milford, and they had to survive Lakeland. Lakeland's a very good team. Um, so was Milford. And both those teams, you know, you know, so you look at the stats and say, like, wow, they don't wow you, but they do play defense. You know, in softball, you have to have good pitching. You know, you have to have great defense. And Wild Lake Northern has that. So I'm very curious to see how that matchup is going to go. 
Um, but I think North Farms has got a good chance in this game. I, I expect it could be maybe a 3-2, 4-3 type of game. I think it could be that way. So we'll see what happens in that game. We will see. And then on the other game, you got Lake Orion and Adams. I mean, like, obviously, Adams coming in, ton of confidence. They're a very good team. Um, you got, um, I mean, they found ways to win games. They just knocked out the Blue Champs in Avondale. Um, and then they've knocked off Stony Creek was in the red. Um, Stony Creek does have a win against Lake Orion. Um, but Lake Orion's a hitting machine. I mean, you look at this team, they can hit, flat out hit. Defense scares me a little bit with this group. Um, but as long, if they, if they, if the bats are hot, the bats are on fire, then to me, there should be no reason why this team should not beat Adams. I mean... That's if the bats are on fire. Now, Adams, they got a good pitching staff, but I'm very curious to see how they do against Lake Orion's heavy hitters, um, considering what they did against Clarkston. I mean, I'm curious to see how that game's going to go. Um, now, what I, I'm thinking right now in the, dish, in the regional final, I got Lake Orion taking out Wall Lake Northern. Um, I think Lake Orion's got a great chance to win this regional. Because of their hitting. Um, I think they have just enough pitching and enough defense to to survive. I think, you know, I'm a little worried about their defense. I'm a little worried about their pitching. That is a big concern for me um, in this regional when it comes to the Dragons. But I think the hitting, the offense, um, just the mindset they play with. Um, I think the Dragons have a great chance here to win this region. Um to win this regional um, and move on to the state quarterfinals. I mean, when you look at, obviously, the state quarterfinals, um, going up against Macomb County, um, very curious to see how, you know, if if things work out. I mean, obviously, you know, I can't go that far in speculation and all that, but when I look at this regional on paper at Oxford, um, this regional looks like, to me, it looks like it's Lake Orion's to lose. I mean, yes, Wall Lake Northern is going to provide a fight. I expect Wall Lake Northern will provide a fight in this regional. But like I said, both teams have got to be upset weary. I mean, Adams is playing with nothing to lose. I mean, obviously, you know, you know Lake Orion. You know, um, they're going to say, well, we just beat the Blue Champs. Lake Orion's the Red Champs. I mean, like, I think they can go in there and they feel like they can go in there and they can beat the Red Champs. I mean, like, and, you know, Lake Orion, they've been prone to giving up runs defensively. I mean, like, so what I expect at Lake Orion Adams game, if it could be a high scoring game, um, if it does, you know, I think Lake Orion does take it, but I just think when you look at balance points, I mean, like it's going to come down to Lake Orion's pitching and defense. If it does, I think the dragons will be just fine. Um, but if they, um, but if, if the bats go cold, then it's going to get really interesting. So. For Lake Orion, you know what I mean? It comes down to the bats. I mean, that's the key for them. For Adams, they're playing with nothing to lose. For North Farmton, they're playing with nothing to lose. Um, for Wall Lake Northern, pitching and defense, you know, that's what matters. So we'll see what happens going forward in the, um, in the um, regionals over there at Oxford that takes place. Of course, all these regional matches, they take place on Saturday. Um, so really curious to see what happens. Um, this upcoming weekend. Okay, now, we also got state golf finals this weekend as well to keep an eye on as well. Um, so that's taking place as well. So very curious to see what happens um, going forward. I wish everybody the best of luck this week in their, um, in their um, state competitions, the regionals for soccer, um, regionals for softball and baseball, and also um, got state golf finals this weekend. So really curious to see what happens going forward. All right, everybody, I'm going to sign off here. Um, take care. Also, follow the blog at saginaw at blogspot.com for the latest information, of course, on the um, on everything around the OA. Keep an eye on um, coaching searches over at um, Bloomfield Hills and Southfield Arts and Tech for Boys Basketball. Um, we'll see what happens going forward. I did write some articles about trans, the um, traditions um, around the OA um, and some basketball storylines to watch during the summer, so read those on the blog at saginaw at blogspot.com. Boss got the sports ticker this week. We have scores from 
recapping all those games from this past weekend. All right, now everybody, I'm going to take care, everybody, and I'll see you all next week, everybody. Take care, see you, and God bless, everybody. See you next week.